Welcome to the PM Power Podcast, where Darren Hunter from Inspired Growth Training interviews some of the world's best property management experts to give you real solutions to the biggest issues property managers struggle with everywhere. For 25 ways to control office interruptions so you can slam through more tasks faster, go to pmpowerkeys.com. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into our podcast, just want to do a quick shout out for Inspection Manager. What an amazing inspection app platform that they have. And they're really excited at the moment with their tenant assisted routine inspections, where your tenants in the convenience of their own time frame and in the convenience of their rental property, they can be getting you through the app inspections, um, their own inspection or their own photos that they've done. Now this is going to help you particularly if you're in lockdown, but what we've also found as businesses have come out of lockdown, um, they've found that perhaps they can do maybe one or even two of these inspections a year aside from scheduling their normal routine inspections. The next step really go and have a demo, have a look for yourself and make a decision where this could actually work for you too. So go to inspectionmanager.com, request a demo and check it out. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. This is the PM Power Podcast Show and I have a wonderful guest with us today, Peter McKenzie, who is the principal with the professionals in Geraldton in Western Australia. Hi, Peter. Hi, Darren. And when did we first meet? I reckon you got me over to do a training session with the uh, the Geraldton chapter of Rewa, the Real Estate Institute of Western Australia, mm-hmm. way back when I don't remember. At least 10, maybe even 15 years ago. I reckon. And I, you even got the newspaper photographers in. And That's got right. It's like, oh, my God. We had God. a celebrity coming to town. <laughs> goodness me well we had a lot of fun and um you know you know peter i take my hat off to you you've just told me you've got um thousand properties um with your agency in gerald and that would probably have to be the biggest rent roll outside of perth in western australia uh amazing well done that's huge um i know you're a property management focused principal though you do run sales as well but you are very good at property management but i i have to take my hat off to you as well because you're very much an ambassador with the Real Estate Institute of Western Australia and you do so much work and it's such an important organisation and you're a real ambassador. So I just want to say, you know, I take my hat off to you. I certainly honour you and respect you with that. Um, and, you know, you're, uh, you know, your work is very, very important um, in Western Australia. So what we're going to talk about today, everyone, um, we're actually going to teach you the secret in the source because if you put into place... Well, we're going to teach you today, you'll have more business coming at you faster than what you can deal with because you're going to have your property investor clients are going to be referring all of their friends to you because you've learned through this podcast how to hit all of their hot buttons. So, Peter, I'm going to put this back over to you. Now, when we spoke about, you know, what we're going to talk about today, why did you bring this topic up? As much as it is a key for growth, for me, it's about how do we set up the um, newcomers into the property management industry, set them up for success from um, from day one. As we know, there's a lot of uh, turnover and burnout happening in our industry, and I think it's just such a shame um, that and we need to be putting more effort into, I guess, yeah, setting people up for success. All right. So we're going to talk about 10 things that property investors 
want to say to property managers, you know, this is a tough love session. I, I remember mm -hmm. myself right back in 2012 when I first became a property investor uh, and handing over the property to a property manager. Oh my goodness me, I suddenly saw a new perspective on life. Yeah. And I was involved with property management for so many years. I don't know, up to that point, it was probably 20 years. But now I've seen, I'm seeing things I've never seen before. I'm looking at life from the view and the eyes of the property investor. And um, it's, it's such a different viewpoint, isn't it, Peter? Absolutely. I mean, the, um, the care factor, when you're putting yourself in their shoes, you, you can see things, I guess, with a more empathetic approach mm. and have better communication and outcomes from your communication. Yeah. Hopefully less conflict. <laughs> I want to encourage every property manager out there to get investment properties because I promise you, you will be able to talk the language, the love language of your investors so much more and then be in tune with their pulse and their heartbeat. Because once you do that, then you're going to be able to step into that realm of um, uh, a great, well, lots of referrals. Because if your property investors love you, they will be telling their friends. There's something going on in Facebook groups, and I've seen it for a while now, Peter, where property investors, savvy property investors, have woken up to the fact that it's not about the agency, it's about the person managing it. And they would rather take it to a person first and consider the agency later than going to the agency and just hoping for the best. Yeah. They, they want someone that's going to look after them and look after their investment and do it properly and they're switched onto it. And if they find, for example, in Geraldton, they hear that there's a really good property manager there, they're going to be telling their friends. And, you know, Geraldton is, is a hotspot for investment as well. So, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of people listening that you might be in a hotspot. And if you want to get that business, these 10 things are going to, going to help you. So these are the 10 things when I became an investor, what I saw. And it, this is the things that irked me, the things that concern me, the things that upset me, um, and the things that if I had... 10 minutes with a group of property managers as an investor, these are the 10 things that I'd want to tell them the most important things. All yeah. right, get these things right, everybody. They are going to love you. So first one straight off the bat is one thing that you've already alluded to us, Peter, is the care factor. Oh, my goodness me. And I remember I've done a lot of trips to the United States. I have, in, in particularly in the United States, I've seen a lot of property managers with this problem where they just don't give a crap. Yeah, and I've certainly seen it in Australia. Um, I think that property management is just one of those jobs where if you don't have a care factor, you're in big trouble. Absolutely. I think the title of property manager is incorrect. It's, it's really more about relationship management. And if you don't have a care factor for the people, your clients, you're not going to have a successful relationship. Yeah, and there are some property managers out there that think property management is something that they do between getting smashed at parties on the weekend. It's true. And it's it, it's just a job to them. And they, you know, when they're dealing with stressful things with the owner and they don't have that care in their voice or empathy, it really can irk the, the investor. And they think, what am I doing having my precious management with them? So here's one thing I want everyone to understand is is if I got a room full of people, Peter, and you would agree with me, if we said, put up your hand, if you would like to own an investment property, mm -hmm. a lot of hands will go up. 
Now yeah. I said, put your hand up if you've actually done it. A lot less, lot less hands will go up. Yeah. There's a lot of people that never go from zero to one. Yeah. But your clients have. They're the ones that have, they've taken the step. Yeah. They've um, they've gone, all right, no matter how scared I am about it and the interest rate's going up and I might have now two mortgages with my own home and that property, they still went ahead and did that. You've got to respect them for the risk and you've got to care for them. Absolutely. Yep. Not all investors are rich. <laughs> In fact, no, most aren't. <laughs> no, no, they're not. So we need to understand that they've taken a risk, respect them for it, show them that you care. Care is hard attitude towards your client, that you respect them and you care about their needs and you care to make sure that you quickly provide solutions to any problems that come up so they can remain in their peace of mind. That is the currency, everybody, that you're working with is peace of mind and that is the safe place for you if your clients don't have to think about property management because you're managing it for them, that's the place where you want them to be is not yeah. thinking about it. So let's move on. All right, next one is we want you to communicate Oh my goodness me, the biggest complaint that owners have globally for a property manager is a lack of communication. It's emails not being returned or being returned within expectations. It's phone calls not being returned. Now, yeah. Peter, you're, you're a principal of a massive rent roll. Yeah. So one thing we did implement, which came from you all those years ago, was the autoresponder to manage your um clients' email expectations. Uh, so that works quite well for us. Having, um, I guess, a real clear communication structure within our business right through from reception, assistant property managers through to management as to how the flow of inquiry needs to be handled and having that very clear and written format has also helped us manage those expectations. Um, but I think, again, education and training about property managers because often they're not perhaps replying because they maybe don't have the answer. So ensuring within your department that you have people that they can go to to get that support and make sure that you're not actually exacerbating the situation by not replying but getting on top of it, as, you know, as soon as you can. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and just as an FYI for everybody, the autoresponder, basically we need to unlearn the fact that autoresponders from a property management point of view aren't just for when you go on annual leave or on sick leave. They should be on 24-7. Now, Dennis Youssef, um, our BDM coach, might argue with me on that point, and I'm not saying to do that for new business, but for property management, nuts and bolts, back-end operational stuff, having an autoresponder on 24-7 that says along the lines of, Property management keeps us busy and away from our desks and out at uh, managing property with inspections and dealing with emergencies. And we're not able to get back to um, um, our emails as quickly as what we would like. Uh, if it's an emergency, please call this number or whatever. Um, however, um, please know that we'll get back to you within 24 hours or something like that. And the point is, is that if we don't give or set our agenda then their agenda, the tenants, it's their agenda that reigns. Now, if they think that five minutes getting back or three hours getting back, well, you're, you know, you're, you're, it's your guess. It's a lucky dip because this is where we're managing all these different expectations out there. Or you can set your agenda. Um, and myself, that when I've sent emails off to property managers and I've got a response like that, 
Immediately my thought is respect because no. those people are respecting my time. They're telling me how they're going to deal with my email, when I can expect someone to get back to me. Yeah. Um, and are, are, the clients, they're, they're, you know, perhaps rightly so, they think that they are your one and only client. <laughs> um, so receiving that response gives them a bit more perspective that actually there are other homes that you need to be going and inspecting and they, Katie, you know, yeah, it just really helps um, set the right expectation. And I think you talked about burnout as well, is that property managers, um, we can be our own worst enemy because if we're not putting an autoresponder on, we've got this buildup of anxiety, like we're carrying these bricks around. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I've got to get back to my emails, get back to my emails, like this heavy burden. And people, don't be cruel to yourself. You know, make it easy. Deal with um, different and indifferent and wrong expectations, but with an email using an autoresponder. Now, if you want that script that I just gave for an autoresponder, just email me, Darren, at igtmail.com. That's Darren at igtmail.com um, and ask for the autoresponder script and I'll make sure that we get it to you. So a little bit of a bonus. It there. works. Yeah, it does. it does. All right. Now, um, point number three is giving good advice and tough love. <laughs> and where I came up with this one is, is um, it, it's, for example, you call up an owner. I've heard this property manager do this. Now, they call up an owner. Um, Mr. Owner, I know things have been quiet at the moment, um, but we've got an application. We're really not happy with it. Oh, well, can you tell me more about it? Oh, well, okay. Um, this, 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 this. Well, I tell you what, why don't you just give them a go? Yeah. I think we really need to value our um, professionalism. And I was told years ago that if you use the phrase, you know, in my professional professional experience, my recommendation is to decline the application. I Every time I've used that, I've never had an owner come and say back to me, oh, but I'd like to, nah. It, that just sort of vetoes it. So really having that confidence in how you approach it um, will help steer the client in the right direction. For, for, for sure. I, I think one thing we've got to remember, who's you know, in the relationship between you and the, and the owner, who's got the most experience? That's right. Who's got the best foresight? Yeah. Who's got the best knowledge about what will happen you know, if we do X, you know, X, Y, Z, it's going to get ABC? Yeah. You not the owner. So at the end of the day, you might think, oh, they're the boss. No, no, no. You're, you're the boss. Yeah. <laughs> and you're there to guide them and work in their best. Respectfully, but yes, that's exactly exactly right. Same example with lease renewals. So many um, landlords, you know, they might have a very, very average tenant, but the rent's getting paid on time. How many times does the owner say, oh, okay, we'll renew it another 12 months, you know, where as a property manager, we should maybe relay in our experience. We've seen owners do that. And after another 12 months, once the tenant finally vacates, we need to be putting in new carpets, new painting. Um, so at the time, the owner, when he's thinking, okay, let's just approve the tenant for another 12 months, he's thinking, I don't want relet fees. But what would he rather a few hundred dollars in relet fees or a few thousand dollars in new carpet, paint, etc. And landlord insurance doesn't cover, as we know, cleaning and general untidiness and, and that sort of thing. So providing them with those examples can help them make the right decision for their circumstances. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think everyone, if you feel that an owner is going to make a decision which is not in their best interests, 
and to steer them onto the right path would be uh, talking about what well, the alternative cost. And so, Mr. Smith, if we do take this path, we could have this, this, this happen. And I've seen this occur before. And we had a $5,000 bill or $4,000 or $3,000 or whatever. It cost a lot of money. It wasn't covered by insurance. And the owner um, was very upset about it. We don't want that to happen to you. If mm -hmm. you actually start talking about the nastiness of the financial cost, put the actual dollars on the table. You're That's the pain point. <laughs> You're helping them put it in perspective. Yeah. And, uh, and and then you can only hope that the, then, then the outcome will be, well, I'll just let you do your job. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we want. So tough love. You need to speak up, people. You need to take the reins. You are the manager. You may as well be the property owner. You are responsible. And um, you need to let them know the, uh, the advice that's in their best interest. And sometimes they don't understand what's in their best interest. So don't assume that. All right. Let's go on to number four, which is um, it's really about team structure and it's all about that owners want to deal with one person. Now, I remember, you know, typically owners want to deal with one property manager and, you know, the most common model we have in Australia is one property manager that manages everything and they might have some admin support and all of that sort of thing. But I have seen other teams where you've got a property manager and then you've got a you know repairs and maintenance officer, you've got a person doing inspections or a person doing letting. Um, it's important, everyone, that that those people doing those specialised tasks deal with the property manager, mm. perhaps not dealing direct with the owner. Mm -hmm. Because it's suddenly I've seen situations where we have too many chiefs, sorry, too many Indians yeah. and no chiefs. Yeah. And very frustrating from the client's point of view when they have to explain to part of the property management team what somebody else within the property management team has already spoken to them about. Um, you know, I, I believe that system works well in some places. For us, the, the portfolio style management has um, probably is what our clients enjoy most. But it is a tough thing to achieve when, like a lot of industries, we've had a lot of staff turnover. So whatever we can do to be winning the client's trust up front when you're first coming into um, your portfolio is sort of paramount to get that um, person to trust you and stability within your relationship. For sure. Oh, I can't hear you. Vector. They had another one and they're all, um, sorry, uh, it looks like the internet went a little bit unstable there. Can you yeah. hear that? Yeah. yeah. But they had all these the individual positions all dealing, you know, one person doing repairs, one person doing inspecting, one person doing this and all dealing with the owner. Um, no one was taking responsibility for the overall management. Um, and it was a disaster. Um, and owners, you know, were leaving I think if you can instill that confidence, because it is so hard being faced with that, oh, another property manager um, comment from your clients, it's just, I guess, reassuring them that the business has got structures and systems in place and that you are up to speed with where things are at um, and maybe even doing that before they raise it when you're first, um, I guess, having that interaction with them. Yep. Yep, that's cool. And I do apologise, and I think I've got some internet um, instability at my end, but we will... Forge ahead. We'll forge ahead. Sometimes turbulence does happen, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Okay, let's move on. So number one, number five is 
we are not rich. Owners are property owners inherently, mostly are not wealthy. They are average mum and dad investors. They've got uh, two mortgages. If they've got another rental property, they've got three mortgages. Um, I know in our market uh, in WA, we've had a lot of what I call accidental investors because of the downturn we've had in the last six years. People needing to move um, for work or other reasons couldn't financially afford to sell their property because they weren't going to get back what they paid for it. So they had no choice but to rent it. So not only are they, I guess, not rich, they're actually um, often in a financial hardship situation. So having a good understanding and being empathetic towards them in that sense, um, particularly when you're having to call for maintenance and those sort of items will be key to getting a better I guess, response from them. And I think the East Coast should be preparing for that kind of investor now um, with what the market's cooling off and interest rate rises. There's going to be a lot more financial pressure. I I think the more money you're asking an owner to pay for repairs or hot water service or whatever, um, the more empathy you need to have in your voice, all right, because um, that comes to them as very bad news. Uh, because what's going on in the background, they're thinking, oh, crap, where do I get this money from? Because right. uh, they've just got their $700 electricity bill for their place. Kids' school fees have to be paid and they're just like us. They've got bills. <laughs> yeah. What max credit card am I going to use? Because I've got no, I haven't got the spare cash. So this is, that's normal, everyone. You need to understand that, that you're giving them bad news. They've now got anxiety uh, with that news. Um, and you just need to be aware of that. It's also, you know, you've got a tenant that's behind in the rent and, you know, payout is um, tomorrow and they're only getting two weeks worth of rent yeah. um, and they think they're getting four. Um, and usually with that close-off date, um, if you are doing it that way, um, you know, within one or two days, they've got their mortgage due. Yeah. There's now, a, a, if they suddenly find out that they are, you send them, their email with their state, and they're only getting two weeks rent less fees. Um, and that comes as a shock. It mm. comes as a scrambling effect. Um, you need to you need to get on the phone to oh, the and let them know well before that. I'm not sure how many other agencies still do this. It's something we've done for like 15 plus years, but we will do a statement preview before we actually process end of month. So you can get the heads up that, okay, rates have come out, they're actually going to get a lot less than they used to, and you can pick up the phone and just preempt it. I tell you what, they so appreciate that because um, they'd rather that than have their mortgage maybe uh, direct debit bounce back and their bank's calling them. So Correct. And, and you've got to make the phone call first, not let them make the call to you. If they now have to call you, um, you've lost the game. All right? Mm-hmm. So you've, you've actually used some of the goodwill calling them proactively you're creating goodwill all right even though it's bad news all righty so just remember that everyone it's and i have to say one more thing when it comes to people being wealthy it is my belief there's only a very small percentage of people who are genuinely wealthy and they genuinely are the people that have those multiple properties um they've had them paid off um they are very good at business um and a lot of these guys too just be aware everyone where you do have an owner where you know he actually owns those properties just check they've got they've got building insurance because a lot of these guys don't want to spend money on insurance they would like to self-insure which leaves you legally exposed should the tenant want to um, sue or their visitors injure themselves and want to sue that leaves you very very open um, to public sell. liability insurance is just not negotiable you just 
you must have it as a landlord. Yeah, correct. And I wouldn't know too many agencies out there that actually check that their owners have. It's just assumed. So, yeah. All right, let's move on. Now, next one is we like to see what's going on. Number six, owners want to see what's going on. Now, we're talking about at a routine inspection, quality photos. There are some agencies out there now, Peter, doing virtual tours at routine inspections. And I think it's a good idea. And there is some concern from a tribunal member around tenants' belongings being shown and things like that. I get all of that. But, um, you know, showing a virtual tour is really good for me. When I got my routine inspection from my agents, just a number of good photos for me to quickly look through was sufficient. But it's all about that communication, isn't it? Yeah, we're visual creatures. So what um, our team's approach is we will take... I don't know, anywhere up to around 40 photos and we'll try and base um, our main comments just to one general overview because I know as an investor myself, I don't have time to sit there and read that the toilet's clean and in good working order and and that sort of thing. So try and make your overall comment really valuable and if you need their response to something, make sure um, it's it's right in their face and they can see it because otherwise your inspection is just another email coming into their inbox. Um, for them to deal with yeah yeah so just keep people don't you know keep people in the dark with pictures and things like that keep them involved there's something complicated um for example you've got dampness coming through a shower wall and the, and the walls are really soggy and it doesn't look good and you can need to talk to the owner about some serious dollars why don't you do a video yeah upload it to youtube send them that link you know do the youtube videos and unlisted so it's kept private for yeah. the person that's only got that link, send it through um, or, or use a screen recording. You know, I use Loom, L-O-O-M.com, screen record the photo so they can clearly see what you're seeing. They can experience what you're experiencing. They can see that, yes, it is going to cost a bit and then have the phone call with them. But, you know, let them see and experience it. Everyone's got a video camera now on your phone. There is no excuse. Just keep your communication and your clarity clear. Yeah. All right, moving on. Now, now, number seven is we want solutions, not just problems. And this came out um, uh, a number of years ago when I was actually a property manager and my assistant went out and did routine inspections. And a report that she did in one particular lounge room had two dirty stains on a carpet. She wrote it down, two dirty stains. Um, and the report was given to the owner who happened to be our branch manager. And he came into my office and sat down and said, Darren, here's the report, um, two dirty stains, so what? What are you going to do about it? Don't give me a problem. What's the solution? Yeah. And I thought, wow, that is so true. You know, we're there to actually, what have we, what have we done about it? Not give them the problem. Exactly. They, they're paying you to look after their problems. Um, so giving the solution at the same time and perhaps option one and option two so they feel like they've got some choice in the matter. But basically place yourself in their shoes. If you're going to get that phone call, you're driving the kids to school perhaps and your hot water systems um, needs replacing, well, don't just ring and give me that information. I want to know. Um, often they don't even know the type of system that they've got on the investment property, so have that info, have an approximate um quote and maybe another option um, from another contractor so they can make a decision on the spot and then you're not left playing phone tag and and catch up for the rest of the day yeah yeah i agree absolutely all right well let's move on now 
Um, this will enlighten some property managers out there, but owners prefer value and service over cheaper fees. So, you know, if an owner had a fictitious choice where they could choose to pay more, but have quality service and have property managers that return their calls and return their emails, as opposed to a much cheaper service where all of those things are stripped out, most, not all, but most owners, the overwhelming majority of owners will pick the higher fees. Because one thing people want everybody is they want peace of mind. They want to be able to put their head on the pillow at night and not have to think about property management. And Absolutely. that is the currency. And that's what you're giving them. And, um, and there are owners out there that made the mistake of going with a cheaper agent who then one or two years later, after mental anguish and pain, they realize that their sleep at night is more important and, and their stress, they don't want to stress anymore. They will then go and find a more expensive agent if they can get what they were really seeking, which is peace of mind. Absolutely. Um, I think the other ways to always be looking at um, how we can demonstrate our value, like having um, things happening behind the scenes, whether that's automation of sign um, sending emails with, you know, their signed lease agreements and trying to find ways to let them know you're working when you're not just dealing with a problem. Um, you know, I'm not really a big fan of when people say, oh, you should sit there and make, you know, hello, happy phone calls to your landlords. But if you've just got a rent increase and the tenants accepted it and you just pick up the phone and share that news um, rather than, I guess, have them receive the lease I don't know just look for those opportunities where you can um, be sharing the the positive wins as well and I think another way to share a positive win because I think that's a great point Peter is get your phone out and um, you, you're going to love this one Peter all right <laughs> love this one all right so you get your phone out and you put your video on and hi Mr Smith just want to let you know that we've uh, the tenant has just accepted your rent increase it will start on such and such a date because we've still got to give legal notice but I just wanted to give you the good news take care and SMS text that video. Now I can see right now, Peter, that's something that you're just going to go. And I'm on. going, and I'm probably going to do it. I hate video. <laughs> as in, I hate doing it. But as a client, I would freaking love to receive that text. And, and can you so, imagine the kudos and the, the satisfaction and the goodwill that you create? And we know, I mean, we teach at IGT using SMS video text. Um, particularly around new business, just we just win the business. Our people just win the business like that over the agents that are too scared to use video or yeah. haven't even thought about it. Um, it's a way to stand out as because you're you're building trust. Yes, absolutely. Alrighty. Um, okay. Now number nine, it's it's similar to one of the points we've talked about, which is we want to see what's going on, but we want to be kept informed. And this one probably comes out of my experience where. Even my, my property manager, at a file inspection, I still had to chase them down after the inspection to find out how it went, how did the tenant go, um, what repairs need to get done, what do I need to do to improve the property. Um, there was never any proactive communication on their behalf, a set structure or program to give me a call or give me an email and say, Darren, this, 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 and this, it went well, but because of this, this, and this, or whatever, I'm the one that's proactively seeking that information yeah see i'm teaching in my mind i'm thinking you know i'm teaching the dog how to wag its own tail 
you know. And how it, painful the privilege. So how many property managers out there do you think, Peter, don't proactively call the owner after a final inspection? Uh, in my agency, I hope not many, but um, I I know because we're this is a busy profession and it's a very reactive profession. So good intentions of like picking up the phone and making that call can easily get derailed by you know, a burst water pipe at another property. So I guess just making sure we're putting the value on those kind of conversations and getting back to our clients to keep them informed. Another thing um, I found as an investor is wanting to know what's going on in the current marketplace. So as a property manager, I think it's important to keep communicating with, um, if you've got a sales team within your own agency, and if not, looking at either your institute's data of what's happening with sale prices and um, sales numbers so that you can be, I guess, having an informed conversation with your client about um, the market next time they ask you because they're curious. They they want to know what's going on. They've got a lot of money invested. Um, they want to be in the loop, I suppose. And the last thing you want to do is, be able to, uh, you know, say, oh, I don't deal with sales, so I, I'm not sure. Again, there's a debit um, in the credit debit situation of your relationship. So just make sure you're keeping abreast of what the market's doing as a whole. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, number 10, last one, Peter, um, we buy peace of mind. Owners just want peace of mind. Most owners are motivated to not have to think about their property management and they're resting assured that you are looking after it. And you can give them that peace of mind, I promise you. In fact, what I call it, and I've just released a new book called The PM Fee Scripts Secrets. And in there, I talk about um, one of these 11 different laws when it comes to fees. There we go. You got the law. <laughs> one of the different laws in there um, is um, the law of familiarity or what I call sticky. All righty. And sticky simply means that if they've got solid peace of mind with your agency, not having to think about it for, you know, one or two years, you've got options now because if you need to increase your fees and you send them a letter and they are in a place or a state of peace of mind and have been in that place for a long time, um, and they get you a letter, they are pushed back into a place of anxiety and fear that if they did pull up stumps and leave your agency because of increased fees, they know they'll be going out into the big wide world and into possibly a worse of what be worse off situation with an agency that perhaps is not going to give them the level of peace of mind they're enjoying with you. So they would rather pay a little bit more and stay than pull up and leave. And that's what we call sticky, all righty? They're sticky to your agency. And, and this is why, Peter, when an you know, agency say to me, oh, but that, that owner has been with us 10 years. No, they're, they're even more sticky than the others. <laughs> just, they're not going to leave you know yeah. and and so just everyone understand peace of mind is sticky and you know if if you're at a barbecue and someone says well what are you doing instead of saying oh well i'm in real estate and they start talking about well what are the interest rates going to do um just say i'm a merchant of peace of mind <laughs> I, I sell peace of mind because that's what we do say i'm a stress manager <laughs> so anyway have you got anything that you wanted to add to that with, with the peace of mind. But that's it though, isn't it? That's, no, I mean, literally, if, if you put those it? other nine steps in place, your clients will have absolute peace of mind. And I tell you, there's nothing more um, fulfilling for me anyway from a, a job or a career 
than knowing that you've got satisfied clients who trust you with their biggest investment. Um, it's, it's a privilege and I think if we approach it from that perspective a little bit more than, um, you know, just looking at it as um, problems and conflict, it's, it's a privilege. And I had a phone call um, or I made a phone call this morning with a client that we've managed his property for 22 years and our sales team just sold it. And to me, that's what, um, for me, what real estate is about, the value of that relationship that we've cultivated. Um, and he's been with us through a few price increases now. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just that trust is an absolute privilege. So, Yep, well done. Yeah. So it's all about peace of mind, everyone. That is the currency. Mm. And, um, you know, and, and you get that right, that peace of mind, which is doing all those things that we just talked about, those 10 things lead to peace of mind. I promise you that if they've got that peace of mind, even if they know that your competitors down the road are cheaper and they know that it makes no difference, they're not going anywhere. All righty, that's what sticky is. So, all right, well, well done, Peter. Thank you so much. Um, and we're going to get you on another show sometime because you've got a lot <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you are a professional and you are an expert in property management. So, you, you know, there's a lot of learning that we can do from you. So thank you so much, everyone. And we look forward to uh, seeing you on the next podcast. Now, sorry, I forgot to mention, um, if people want to reach out and chat to you, Peter, what's the best way to do that? Oh, look, um, either welcome to give me a call or text um, 0439-953-049 or my email is peter at professionalsgeraldton.com.au. Cool. All righty. Well, thank you so much, everyone, and um, take care. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, Darren.